episode 54, chapter 18, The Weighing of the Wands. When Harry woke up on Sunday morning, it took him a moment to remember why he felt so miserable and worried. Then the memory of the previous night rolled over him. He sat up and ripped back the curtains of his own four-poster, intending to talk to Ron, to force Ron to believe him, only to find that Ron's bed was empty. He had obviously gone down to breakfast. Harry dressed and went down the spiral staircase into the common room. The moment he appeared, the people who had already finished breakfast broke into applause again. The prospect of going down into the great hall and facing the rest of the Gryffindors, all treating him like some sort of hero, was not inviting. It was that, however, or stay here and allow himself to be cornered by the Creevy brothers, who were both beckoning frantically to him to join them. He walked resolutely over to the portrait hole, pushed it open, climbed out of it, and found himself face to face with Hermione. Hello, she said, holding up a stack of toast, which she was carrying in a napkin. I brought you this. Want to go for a walk? Good idea, said Harry, gratefully. They went downstairs, crossed the entrance hall quickly without looking into the great hall, and were soon striding across the lawns toward the lake, where the Durmstrang ship was moored reflecting blackly in the water. It was a chilly morning, and they kept moving, munching their toast as Harry told Hermione exactly what had happened after he left the Gryffindor table the night before. To his immense relief, Hermione accepted his story without question. Well, of course, I knew you hadn't entered yourself, she said when he'd finished telling her about the scene in the chamber off the hall. The look on your face when Dumbledore read out your name? But the question is, who did put it in? Because Moody's right, Harry. I don't think any student could have done it. They'd never be able to fool the goblet or to get over Dumbledore's... Have you seen Ron? Harry interrupted. Hermione hesitated. Um, yes, he was at breakfast, she said. Does he still think I entered myself? Well... No, I, I don't think so, not really, said Hermione awkwardly. What's that supposed to mean, not really? Oh, Harry, isn't it obvious, Hermione said despairingly. He's jealous. Jealous, Harry said incredulously. Jealous of what? He wants to make a prat of himself in front of the whole school, does he? Look said Hermione patiently. It's always you who gets all the attention. You know it is. I know it's not your fault, she added quickly, seeing Harry open his mouth furiously. I know you don't ask for it, but, well, you know, Ron's got all those brothers to compete against at home, and you're his best friend, and you're really famous. He's always shunted to one side whenever people see you, and he puts up with it. And he never mentions it, but I suppose this is just one time too many. Great, said Harry bitterly. Really great. Tell him from me I'll swap any time he wants. Tell him from me he's welcome to it. People gopping at my forehead everywhere I go. I'm not telling him anything, 
Hermione said shortly. Tell him yourself. It's the only way to sort this out. I'm not running around after him trying to make him grow up, Harry said. So loudly that several owls in a nearby tree took flight in alarm. Maybe he'll believe I'm not enjoying myself once I've got my neck broken or... That's not funny, said Hermione quietly. That's not funny at all. She looked extremely anxious. Harry, I've been thinking. You know what we've got to do, don't you? Straight away, the moment we get back to the castle? Yeah, give Ron a good kick in the... Right to Sirius. You've got to tell him what's happened. He asked you to keep him posted on everything that's going on at Hogwarts. It's almost like he expected something like this to happen. I brought some parchment and a quill out with me. Come off it, said Harry, looking around to check that they couldn't be overheard. But the grounds were quite deserted. He came back to the country just because my scar twinged. He'll probably come bursting right into the castle if I tell him someone's entered me in the Triwizard Tournament. He'd want you to tell him, said Hermione sternly. He's going to find out anyway. How? Harry, this isn't going to be kept quiet, said Hermione very seriously. This tournament's famous, and you're famous. I'll be really surprised if there isn't anything in the Daily Prophet about you competing. You're already in half the books about you-know-who, you know. And Sirius would rather hear it from you. I know he would. Okay, okay, I'll write to him, said Harry, throwing his last piece of toast into the lake. They both stood and watched it floating there for a moment before a large tentacle rose out of the water and scooped it beneath the surface. Then they returned to the castle. Whose owl am I going to use, Harry said as they climbed the stairs. He told me not to use Hedwig again. Ask Ron if you can borrow. I'm not asking Ron anything, Harry said flatly. Well, borrow one of the school owls then. Anyone can use them, said Hermione. They went up to the owlery. Hermione gave Harry a piece of parchment, a quill, and a bottle of ink. Then strolled around the long lines of perches looking at all the different owls while Harry sat down against a wall and wrote his letter. Dear Sirius, you told me to keep you posted on what's happening at Hogwarts, so here goes. I don't know if you've heard, but the Triwizard Tournament's happening this year, and on Saturday night, I got picked as a fourth champion. I don't know who put my name in the Goblet of Fire, because I didn't. The other Hogwarts champion is Cedric Diggory from Hufflepuff. He paused at this point, thinking. He had an urge to say something about the large weight of anxiety that seemed to have settled inside his chest since last night, but he couldn't think how to translate this into words, so he simply dipped his quill back into the ink bottle and wrote, Hope you're okay, and Buckbeak, Harry. Finished, he told Hermione, getting to his feet and brushing straw off his robes. At this, Hedwig came fluttering down onto his shoulder and held out her leg. I can't use you, Harry told her, looking around for the school owls. I got to use one of these. Hedwig gave a very loud hoot and took off so suddenly that her talons cut into his shoulder. She kept her back to Harry all the time he was tying his letter to the leg of a large barn owl. 
When the barn owl had flown off, Harry reached out to stroke Hedwig, but she clicked her beak furiously and soared up into the rafters, out of reach. First Ron, then you, said Harry angrily. This isn't my fault. If Harry had thought that matters would improve once everybody got used to the idea of him being champion, the following day showed him how mistaken he was. He could no longer avoid the rest of the school once he was back at lessons, and it was clear that the rest of the school, just like the Gryffindors, thought Harry had entered himself for the tournament. Unlike the Gryffindors, however, they did not seem impressed. The Hufflepuffs, who were usually on excellent terms with the Gryffindors, had turned remarkably cold toward the whole lot of them. One herbology lesson was enough to demonstrate this. It was plain that the Hufflepuffs felt that Harry had stolen their champion's glory, a feeling exacerbated, perhaps, by the fact that Hufflepuff House very rarely got any glory, and that Cedric was one of the few who had ever given them any, having beaten Gryffindor once at Quidditch. Ernie McMillan and Justin Finch-Fletley, with whom Harry normally got on very well, did not talk to him, even though they were repotting bouncing bulbs at the same tray. Though they did laugh rather unpleasantly when one of the bouncing bulbs wriggled free from Harry's grip and smacked him hard in the face. Ron wasn't talking to Harry either. Hermione sat between them, making very forced conversation. But though both answered her normally, they avoided making eye contact with each other. Harry thought even Professor Sprout seemed distant with him. But then he, she was, the head of Hufflepuff House. 